Okay, okay. We'll get started in just a second, guys. We got a... I'm on, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if I was actually muted or not, so... Hey, welcome. We are going to just chat, to, just kind of a continuation on with what's going on. And uh, I, I titled it The Glorious Liberty of the Sons of God. And some of you guys know that's from Romans 8 reference, where if you look at it in context there, it's talking about uh, not something you become or something you have to do. He calls that the, the idea of slavery. And he goes, when the unveiling happens, you'll realize what's always been true about you. That's you're a glorious son. Now, a son, as we've talked about quite a bit, I think in the West, we've we've just grown up with, oh, yeah, the son. And we have no context from a Jewish standpoint. A son literally meant you're co-equal with the father. You're able to do what the father's able to do. You're actually a family member of the father. And so when it says called, it's usually that Greek word kaleo, which means to surname, meaning like my my surname is Popovich, but he says there's a name above every name, and you're part of that surname, like meaning literally you're the family of God. And, and so he goes, once you get that, you're not bound to the physical. In fact, you'll really understand that as a son, the spiritual, all the all the stories, all the testimonies, all the types and shadows in the Old Testament, you'll always see the spiritual or the second son has the blessing. And he says, uh, whether it's Isaac with Esau, <clears throat> And uh, uh, Jacob, um, it's always the second son you'll see. So it was really just a flip of the Jewish mindset that the firstborn in the flesh was was uh, the son, the, like the, the firstborn son where he had the inheritance. But in this context, he says, well, it's always the spiritual, the spiritual part of you. It's not the flesh, meaning you didn't have to be born in a Jewish lineage. It was the spiritual part. That is for Gentiles as well as the fleshly Jews who were born in that lineage. And so he says that that's where the blessing is. In fact, he says, I've given you every blessing in the spirit. And so <clears throat> really, I just want to share with you um, how to live above all of this. And it really is just understanding that as the, as the father is, so are you as the son. And, uh, you know, one John talks about that is it says, when you really understand your sonship, that uh, uh, there's perfection in the spirit, that your original birth is born from above. You're born from the spirit and it's in every one of you. And it says, once that's unveiled, you're into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Meaning that you, the tangible, the physical is not controlled or the tangible, the physical is controlled by the spiritual. Most of us do it the other way around. <clears throat> We're eating from the, the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that's really, that's really this concept of um, if I'm good, God will bless me. If I'm not good, God will not bless me. Well, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's the tree of duality. There's two parts to that. And and both are not good. And uh, where he says, only eat from the tree of singleness, the tree of life, where you're a son. And that's really fascinating because it's the scripture says, I poured out my spirit on the just and the unjust. And uh, once you get that, it says there's only one spirit. There's only one God. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think I told you guys, I don't know if it was on a Sunday or a Saturday, but, uh, I'm going to have Dr. K Fairchild talk about the oneness in spirit. She does a really good job with that. And I think a lot of us grew up with this concept that, um, if you're in God, you have a power greater than a lesser power, meaning you have to defeat a, a literal devil. You have to defeat a literal demon and things like that. So it's a, it's a greater power trying to defeat a lesser power. And literally all it means guys is there's one power, there's one spirit 
and what we do with it is good or bad. And so evil is really just full of works trying to earn your sonship. So where does, where does evil come from? It's really the misuse of our, our divinity. When we, when we think on the wrong things, what we think creates. And so I just wanted to share some concepts with you that um, uh, I just wrote some notes as I was just really going back and forth. Gosh, what do I want to share today? And, and uh, it really is this glorious liberty of the sons of God. It's a revelation of your original design. It says, once that's unveiled, you're going to realize what's always been true about you. A lot of people I see, and we'll, we'll talk about what, what that true prayer and, and different things look like again. I grew up with this teaching that you're praying to an external God. He's outside of you somewhere. And, uh, and there's 8 million books on how to pray right. Right, Sulin's going, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just wears you out, right? Mm-hmm. Going, geez, am I doing it right? And I'm doing it wrong. And my goal is to try help a lot of you guys. So I got a lot of emails and, and um, Facebook messages this week going, I'm, what am I doing wrong? Or uh, maybe I'm not praying right. Or it looks like I'm going backwards. And that's an impossibility. I'm going to try to show you this is what you see in the physical is not what you're after. It's, it's really go back within. And I don't care what it looks like outside is you go back within and what you see between the cherubim, what you see in your mind is literally what creates. It's no more difficult than that. And uh, knowing that that's prayer, what you do within the cherubim, that secret place of the most high, what you do in the hearts and minds literally releases the miracle power of God. And what you picture comes in ways we don't have to know how that's the beautiful part. And so anyway, I said, I just wrote some notes. Most people are still trying to serve an external God. And in that Romans eight context, it says you don't have that spirit anymore. You don't have a spirit of slavery or bondage where you have to serve a God that that somehow might be angry at you or, or you might feel you don't deserve to be blessed. Um, I don't know. I've felt, I've felt that you guys ever felt that because you, you weren't that perfect in the, uh, in the natural. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, cause you're still eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I'm a Christian. I should be so much further along than this, all the different things I hear. And, the, and all of that's just garbage. He'll never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He blesses you. He favors you. He heals you just because he's madly in love with you. That's it. You're the, you're the spotless bride. And uh, so you now have this choice to go, you know what, if that's true, the world's my oyster. I can really go produce anything I want. And so uh, Romans 8.15 tells us that, that you don't have this slavery, this bondage spirit anymore, that God's only going to bless me if I'm good enough. I have the spirit that cries out, daddy. Now, if he's your dad, what does that make you? A son. And it, I've been sharing with some of you guys, when you really look at it, is, is he says he's given his only son. And in the Greek, it's literally monogene. And we're all included. So what he's trying to say is, unlike the flesh, where only the, the, the firstborn got the blessing of everything, there's only one gene in my eyes, and you're all it. You're all the firstborn in the spirit. Isn't that wild? So you have the full blessing of the Father, every one of you, because it's one gene, it's one source, it's monogene is what it says. Now, trying to get my arms around that is so awesomely big but so good in the same way. And so prayer, all scripture, everything points to, in my opinion, to the parable of parables and the secret of the kingdom of God. And I'm going to share a couple of things from uh, the power of the subconscious mind in another book. And so what is the parable of parables and the secret of the kingdom of God? Jesus said, I, I speak in parables and without a parable, I speak not. So if you get these, par- if you don't get the, the main parable, you're going to miss every other parable. And that simply was this. 
is you have the miracle working power inside you. This, this crazy idea that we all thought we were trying to serve this God outside of us. I'm going to put it in a place where none of you would ever look for it. And that's within you. <laughs> it's within your mist. It's literally in your, your inner part. And it's like oozing out of you. And that's that spirit of sonship. Like, you, are you kidding me? I'm a son. That means Romans 8 talks about, well, if we're sons, then we are joint heirs. So everything the firstborn son, the monogene Jesus Christ has, what do we have? We have it. And where is it? It's in the spiritual. It's in the hearts and minds of men. And so I just wrote, the Christ life in you contains the unlimited power of God to bring anything to pass, to bring order to anything physical. And so that's really important, I think, because uh, I heard from some of you guys about, hey, man, I've been furloughed. And I just told there's people around this table, like, Kobe, you just told me you had your best month. Ashley, you just told me had your best month, right? And then the natural doesn't seem like, how do I do this? Like, you're, your clients, you can't talk to your clients. Like, you know what? We're just going to figure it out. And I don't know the numbers, but you said you had the best month ever. And her, your boss is calling you and going, I got a surprise for you. And it's just awesome. Like, thank you, Father. So now here's what's really cool. In the natural, if you just lost your job, it doesn't mean anything to the unlimited reserve you have in the spirit. It's literally unlimited. And so I'm going to try to teach you how to, like, grab some of that out. So um, I've been going through the power of the subconscious mind. And I just, I love this book. It's, it's, I was telling Ryan and Chelsea, we were, we were talking the other day, just about some really cool business ideas. And, and I said, I can't get past the preface. <laughs> to be honest with you. I've been on this preface for like two weeks. And it says this, uh, the miracles will happen to you too. When you begin to use the magic power of your subconscious mind. Now don't get, don't get all nervous on me with magic power of your subconscious mind. But think about that. Jesus goes, if you understand the parable of the parable, what can we liken it to? He says, your earth is like soil. So choose what you want to plant there. And you don't have to know how he'll bring it to pass. Leave the how to him. Meaning that you just got furloughed from your job. In the natural, it looks like, how can I get paid? That's up to him. You don't, don't worry about that. You just see exactly what you want. And knowing that what you picture in your mind's eye is what he sees you do between the cherubim. He goes, you want that? Consider it done. I'll bring that to pass in ways you don't know how. Now, doesn't that sound like magical miracle working power? What you think about a seed, and I know I'm a farm kid, but I, just, I love the analogy because I'm going, how in the world does that corn seed, and Martin, I see you on there. I don't know how many grams it is. You got it all figured out like an apple seed. But where does all of that, stock and the leaves and the multiple ears of corn the thousands of corn come out of that thing mm -hmm. we know not how mm -hmm. that's up to me i have miracle working power the unlimited power but that's the power you have in yourself and that's the christ life that's what he's trying to say this this mystery that's been hidden for ages is the anointings within you that's the power you carry now that is cool to me so it says miracles will happen to you too when you begin to use Meaning you don't have to obtain it. You don't have to spend hours in the Bible to go get it. You don't have to pray in tongues forever to, to find it. It's literally unveiled. You're going, oh, it's always been there. I have it. Mm -hmm. And so it says the magic power of your subconscious mind. You could call it your heart. You could call it the parable of parables. You could call it the anointed one within you, the Christ within you. And, it's, and he says this is what it is. It's the habitual thinking. We could call that meditation. Habitual thinking is what I roll on over and over and over and over to, you know, mm -hmm. that's where I just think about something over and over and over. It says the meditation or what I think about the most during the day is the imagery to mold, fashion, and create my destiny. 
For as a person thinks in his heart, subconscious mind is what he uses, so is he. No more difficult than that. Is that cool? So if it seems to, if, if the external seems to be going backwards, like, oh my gosh, I've been praying for this and immediately I lost my job. I'm telling you, don't worry about it. Get your eyes off the physical and go within. See, use your mind's eye, your imagination to go, you know what, that, this is a, this is going to be a really wild subconscious mind faith thing. And uh, unlike how I was taught, like word of faith, you got to get into the word more and all these things. Yeah, I agree. Get into the word more. If it's the life of Christ, meaning I share the life of Christ and what I do in my imagination literally creates and molds and fashions the physical. Yeah. Do that more. I'm all for that. So uh, <clears throat> a couple of things I wanted to share with you on that, which, which um, and I put this in the, uh facebook message so here's what's really wild i don't care what's going on in your life right now i don't care um some of you guys you you probably are in that quote unquote care category where you're of high uh what do they call it um with covid yeah high risk maybe you're whatever i don't even know what it is it's like a certain age and if you have these pre pre preconditions you know what you can reject all of that if you want it's you can just go. I'm not going to participate, and that's really that's what the group around us here is like. We're going out of our way to we're going at great distances in order to socialize. So, uh, um, just because it's real, guys, it's not. It's 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 not a thing. It's it's only a thing if you give it power. That's the one spirit, one God, one imagination. And so, anyway, you can just go. You know what? That's not how I'm going to live. I, I know I'm in that, but I'm going to see myself as this vibrant and like we were talking about the last couple of weeks, instead of me, an old Testament model where I, I avoid the leper because I might get something from the outside in. He goes, the spirits, the sonship's different where Jesus in the new Testament goes, you know what? I didn't avoid the leper. In fact, what I realized is I have the life of God flowing out of me. And if you go with that intention, even if you got your mask on, I had to wear my mask for the first time yesterday at Costco to get that meat. Yeah. I was so irritated. So, <laughs> but, I, but the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do something. I said, no, okay, geez, I can see it already. Pastor in color. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I can see this like international, <laughs> this international incident, right? And so uh, none of you guys would be surprised, but uh, some other people might be. So uh, the, the meat won out, right, Stephen? <laughs> I'll wear this goofy thing for the meat. But here's what I know. That mask is physical. The spirit within you guys, if you can just picture it, it is flowing out and touching and healing, not only yourself, where the prayer group, I talk about this all the time, right? Ash, I go, he who waters is himself watered. Like if the source is within us and if we give, it has to be given back to us. If we pray, it ha- like the, all creation has to pray for me. If I, if I love somebody else, all creation loves me back. It's really a fascinating thing. It's, you can't get away from it. So when you start seeing yourself walking through the aisles of Costco, uh, at first I was grumbling my stupid mask. And she's like, I can't believe that we look like a third world country. And, and then I was like, wait a minute. You know what? This mask means nothing. Um, the life of Christ is flowing out of me, touching that meat, touching the these people touching everybody everywhere I go, people feel better. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it's supposed to work in the new Testament. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I want to show you this in Hebrew. This is really cool. So are you serious? So, you know, all the prophetic pictures in the old Testament says, Hey, you know what? Um, 
the whole narrative in the garden, which is Eden, which literally means delightfulness, pampering like a bride, like to be spoiled like a bride. And uh, daintiness, delightfulness is if you go look up Eden and he says, I preserved the way back into the garden. It's between the two cherubim and the flaming sword that turns back within itself. And in the Septuagint, it's the same idea of the prodigal son where he's out here wallowing in the world, worried about COVID, worried about where his money is going to come from. And then he turns back within himself and goes back into the father's house to feed on the fatted lamb inside. And it's all just a picture of how you can get out of any situation is to go within and realize you have an unlimited inheritance of emotional joy, love, uh, uh, provision, health, everything's within. And it's unlimited. You can't get rid of it. Once you turn back within and just use your imagination to see, God sees what you do within the cherubim. And that's the way back. And that literally, Eden is ayin to let noon. And it says, what you see inside is the doorway to the seed of life, to daintiness, delightfulness, the garden. Isn't that wild? So I'm going to show you this in Hebrew, where the Hebrew word for potter, like a, like a, a potter shapes clay, is... The word imagination, I'll show you this. this is, I love this. This is kind of fun stuff. I've shared this with you before, but I think sometimes people think, oh, that sounds really uh, new age. Or Guys, these guys get it. They really do. They get it. Um, and all they're doing is they're taking scriptural principles and using them. And uh, if we would get our act together as the body and actually go do it, come on, guys. So here's the, the Hebrew word for the noun is yetzar, as you see here. And it's three Hebrew letters. It's Yod, Zayin, Resh. And Yod is the, a closed hand, like the power of God, the ability to do work. Zayin is literally like a, it's, it's a mattock. It's a farming tool to harvest, to cut down the crop. And Resh is the head. So think about this. Just like a potter, when you imagine something, it literally releases the power of God to harvest what's in your mind. Is that cool or is that cool? In my opinion, if you go look at the, then if you go look at, so the word for potter, if you go look at the um, the definitions here, Browns, Drivers, Rigs, pottery formed by a potter, graven image, and the, you see all these where they use it in context here. Imagination, device, purpose. So what you do in your imagination literally is the power of God, the yod <clears throat> that harvests what's in your mind. Is that cool or is that cool? So you can start right now, instead of worrying about where is this, where's my money going to come from? Oh my gosh. Uh, what about my health? All this, listen, go within. You're, you're a joint heir of Jesus Christ. Everything you're ever going to need, everything you're ever going to want has already been given to you. You can start seeing your life exactly how you want it right now. And that is literally the power of God that's between the cherubim to your entrance back into delight, the garden, anything you could ever need. And it's unlimited. Is that cool or is that cool? I think that's just, wild and then in the new testament we see the tenses so the old testament are types and shadows of good things to come is what scripture says and the new testament is just the unveiling the the interpretation of the old testament is really what it is so in the old testament they understood this like and if you go look even on the side here this word yetzar how he how he formed well let me go to the verb so if you go to the verb it's from the verb yatsar uh but it's the same it's the same thing it's just how it's used yad zayin resh so the verb, this is Genesis 2, 7. So the formation of man, it says, in his imagination, he formed man out of the dust. Doesn't that sound like a potter? The potter formed man out of, out of dust. And that's that word, yatsar, to form or fashion. The power of God is what you imagine, harvest what's in your mind. It's really a fascinating thing. If you look at it down here, 
the potter who forms out of clay a vessel. So that's why you always see scripture going, you guys, you got it backwards. It's not the earthly that controls anything. So don't get too concerned about what you see out here. Don't worry about, am I doing this right? This prayer, did I do it right? Um, it seems like it didn't work. I prayed and the next day I got fired or next day I got furloughed or feels like my health is going backwards. Guys, if you're just willing to, I see what's going on here, but I, 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 I don't look at the physical because I know that God's given me and he, he says, I know this is repetition, but I think you guys got to hear this. It's the whole thing of scripture. He's going, hey, you know what? There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations on here, but be of good cheer. And they say it like, get excited about this. And I've joked about that. It would be like, um, <clears throat> uh, hey, Angie, I got this problem. And you go, oh, I'm so envious. Because <laughs> I, I want one. Because it's just another time to go, you know what? Because where, where it seems that we're, where sin abounds, and sin is not your behavior, guys. It's any thought or idea that makes me less of a son or daughter than what I truly am. So I go, oh, so I've got this scenario out here. It doesn't look very good in the natural. And we should all be going, oh, it's so awesome. Because where there's contradiction, where there's trial, where there's tribulation, grace hyperabounds. It's, it's way bigger than that. I know we don't do that. I don't call you up and go, man, it's so awesome. I got this problem. <laughs> but we should. Where it says, count it all joy when you fall into things that don't look right. Because where, where this contradiction abounds, his grace is going to hooper abound, hyper abound. People always go, do you believe in hyper grace? Way beyond, way beyond. Slippery slope, whatever, all the little stuff they talk about. It's like, so you, you what, do they, what do they use, Jeff? You're like, greasy grace. I go, oh, it's the greasiest slab of bacon you can ever imagine. It's just wonderful. In fact, uh, uh, hopefully this makes sense to you guys. I want to share one other thing, and then we'll talk about the tenses in um, the New Testament revelation. I want to share one thing. Just uh, this guy, Mike Dooley, he was in The Secret, too. And don't get all nervous, guys. But where do you think the secret, that movie, The Secret, came from? The Mysterion or the secret of the kingdom of God? That what you do in, the, in your heart and man, they call it the law of attraction. I don't know how that apple seed or that corn seed does it, but somehow it attracts all of that extra material, anything that's available, anything it needs to bring that whole harvest to pass. And he goes, it's little your imagination. So anyway, this book's called Infinite Possibilities. It's pretty, pretty good if you want to get it. It's by Mike Dooley. He's in that book. But he talks about something I think is really good here. It's trying to get our arms around this. Is he, he calls it, um, it's right in this part where it says, get grounded in your power. I would say that's the secret of the kingdom of God, this mystery that's been hidden for ages, but the anointed ones in you, your salvation's within you. That's what he's talking about. And then he talks about this concept of your universal bank account. Well, if God's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, and he says, I'm not going to leave you without a father, and I'm not going to leave you orphanless. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, the set-apart spirit, is all holy means, that you're special, you're loved. There's nothing you could ever do wrong in my eyes. You're set apart. And that spirit is not, I have to please God by serving him, doing enough. That's that slavery and bondage. He goes, this set-apart spirit is you're going to realize you're a son. You're going to go, Daddy, this God that I was afraid of my whole life, I realized is my dad. And I have it in his inheritance. Isn't that good? Well, how much does he own? We were joking about that in the prayer group today. It's not a thousand cattle on a thousand hills, like as if he doesn't own a thousand and one. Um, thousand, in, <laughs> thousand in biblical imagery was always the largest number. 
it's always the largest number. So meaning that if he owns, and this is the whole idea of sacrifice and everything else, he's like, listen, I don't want your blood. I don't want your sacrifice. I don't, what are you going to give me? If, if I'm tired of, of the, the, I'm tired of all those offerings in my nose. He goes, if I really wanted a, a cow as an offering, I would have just picked one because I own a cattle on a thousand hills. There's nothing you can do to give me. I'm trying to show you that I've given you everything and you've protected my inheritance. So I think this is a really good way how he looks at this, your universal bank account. Now, I don't want to limit you because some of you have way bigger goals and dreams than this, but just see his point. Imagine that I've just phoned you and told you I've wired, I've directly wired into your bank account $20 million. Imagine it. Believe that it's true for at least a brief moment. Can you see in your mind that little slip from the ATM, what would look like when you prints your available balance? $20 million. Imagine those zeros. Imagine them in your bank account. Imagine your bank statement. <clears throat> now imagine the peace it would give you today. Just think, you're, there'd be nothing you couldn't afford or have to do. You couldn't buy the Yankees with it. That's why don't limit yourself. So, uh, <laughs> but you get the point. Most people that are nervous about COVID right now, if all of a sudden they're, if they realized, I had a long lost relative that died. I didn't realize it, but I just got a call. And he, he, he left me an inheritance of $20 million. Most of you are not worried about whether Governor Paulus is going to open up your job tomorrow. You're just like, oh, praise God, wouldn't you? Now imagine the peace it would give you, which is really what you're after. Just think there'd be nothing you couldn't afford to do except buy the Yankees. So, but you get my point. There'd be nowhere on the planet you couldn't afford to travel in style. There'd be no restaurant you couldn't eat at every day. No hotel you couldn't stay at, no lobby, no hobby you couldn't take up, no home you couldn't buy, almost. No gifts for loved ones you couldn't afford. Never again your life would have to worry about money. Think about this for a while and imagine the infinite possibilities. You might even put down this book for a minute to let your imagination run wild. Kind of fun, isn't it? Now realize that the magic you currently have at your disposal, meaning that you're your joint heir, you're son of Jesus Christ, dwarfs the power and freedom that that puny $20 million offers you. You probably quickly realize that you could spend $20 million in your lifetime, but with the magic of the universe as your supply, we would call it the kingdom or your heart, the magic of the universe as your supply, you could, you could make $20 million grow into $100 million again and again and again and not even scratch the surface. Your supply is limitless. It's eternal. It's unending. It's yours for the taking. It's already yours. You already have this bank account, and it's better than money. It can be harnessed to draw out more love, more joy, more laughter in your life anytime you need it. That should give you some good visualization in the days ahead. Of course, you need to believe in your universal bank account to use it. And that's what the whole idea of sonship is, guys, where he goes, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. So what he's trying to say here is the markets are unstable. They can go up, they can go down. Um, hey, I haven't done this. I haven't saved, whatever. If you really start to understand it, it's irrelevant. And so here's what he's trying to say. Because it's invisible. You must have faith. Act as if it's there and you'll be able to draw on it anytime you need. Just keep this in mind. Through the potential of this universal bank account is limitless. It only has much as money in it as you decide to withdraw. How much are you worth and how much are you willing to withdraw? Now, our brain or our logic tells us the more we take out, the less we have. That's because our brain is only accustomed to this physical world. It's a sense of logic doesn't work in the spiritual realm. In fact, the opposite is true. The more we take out, the bigger the balance gets. If you go to your universal ATM for $100, that's what it'll give you. But if you go for $1 million, it'll give you that too. That's what's called faith. Is that cool? Or is that cool? So realize you have it. Now, the New Testament, I just want to show you this, and then we'll finish this up. So the Old Testament, he goes, hey, your imagination 
is like a potter. The word for potter is imagination. It literally is the creative ability of God, Yad, the power of God, harvests whatever I hold in my mind. I would call that imagination. Whatever I picture between the cherubim is what comes to pass. Faith is no harder than that. That's to realize that is more real. So don't do this. Don't go, I prayed and uh, I feel worse today. That probably happens to some of us. It's happened to me before. Anything happened to any of you guys? Or, man, I'm believing this. And it's easy to do when everything's going good. Really easy. But then all of a sudden, what happens if everything stops tomorrow? This is where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> and guess what? Nothing changed. Where your heart is, your treasures. You can go within and receive anything you want in any time, in all places. All you need to do is go, what I see between my mind is more real than what I see out here and it will come to pass in my life. In fact, what I want you to start doing, because I see a lot of you guys still doing this. And if it's, if this is you, don't don't beat yourself up. Just get the course correction here. They they You use a lot of Christian lingo. That's not your fault because that's what you're taught. But you say things like this. I'm believing for. I'm praying for. Or uh, what are some other language like that? Um, I haven't seen it manifest yet. Right. Uh, I'm believing for, I'm praying for, but it, but it's not working. That's an impossibility. So let me show you something you're, you're getting in scripture. It's, it's, it's the opposite way around. You have to believe you already have everything. You have to believe that all things are already possible and it's not your faith making it real. He's going, you know, I've made, Anything possible. That's why this book is infinite possibilities. We would say all things are possible to your inner man, to the spirit man. There's no limits. So all things are possible if you just focus within. And it's no harder than going what I picture instead of seeing the world and going, you know what? I'm in this group and I'm the, uh, I've, I've got some symptoms, whatever. Um, that's the physical man. Hey, listen, the spiritual man has dominion over the physical is what it says. If you're starting to feel worse don't go it's not working go it's already worked and if you just hold on to that guys i promise you it has to come to pass it's an impossibility it says we know not how but whatever you plant in that secret place you can't see what's going on it has the crazy unlimited power to take any person place or thing it has the ability to make all humanity all creation is grace towards you is what it says you just plant that seed in your heart and I'll make the people, I'll make the places, I'll make the things, I'll make everything uh, come to pass. You just rest in that truth. Now, is that cool or is that cool? I think that's so awesome to me. And so if we look at the tenses, you know, most of you guys are familiar with Mark 11, 23 and 24. I, I should just show you these here so you, so you have them. Um, let's see. Bible Hub. I'll show you this here in a second. <clears throat> and I'm going to show you that if you're playing, praying for something, or believing for, um, it's not quite right. So let me just go to, I'll go to NIV. So hold on. All right. And then we'll finish up here. Share screen. All right. So Jesus is coming. And uh, I don't want to get into all the other verses before, but... um, Let's see. So most of you guys are familiar with Mark 11, 23, 24. In fact, they used to call it Hagen 11, 23, 24. But they made it a work, meaning that if you pray in tongues enough, if you get into the word enough, if you so it all comes from a position of lack. All the teaching should be 
Um, hey, Ashley, you were ahead of everything. So how do you want your business to look like this month? Oh, I'm going to see it like this. And despite the shutdown, yeah, go, yeah, records. And it's just, now here's what's really cool. Somebody else in the same industry could go, you know what? Interest rates are this, the market's doing this, it's doing that. And whatever you, that's going to come to pass. It'll come to pass. It'll, and the guy next to you is going, no, 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 I don't participate. That's what Stephen, Susan and us were talking about. We're walking around like, hey, haven't you heard? Like, you got this? Like, no, we don't participate in that. They look at you like, yeah, 10 eyeballs. You're like going, no, we leave that for the Christians. <laughs> Let them deal with all the nonsense. And I'm joking because the really strong Christians are I'm hearing from right now going, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. So I'm going, oh, rubber meets the road, huh? So anyway, it says, uh, so here's what it says. I'm going to start in 23. Truly or amen, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, if you could look at it, there's a, there's so much imagery going on here too. One, he's looking at the temple mount, the whole, the, the law of the works of good and bad. So the whole legal system where you have to achieve in order to be blessed. If you say unto that or any challenge, if you go look at it, I, I don't want to go into it, but you can go look at it in the Greek, go throw yourself into the sea. Now there's, there's so many meanings in here too. The sea was the temple system. The sea was always where the Gentiles were. And sea was always where death was too. So if you wanted something to die, you threw it into the sea where the, where it would be swallowed up by the whale and the, the serpent and everything else. So you're going, Hey, you know what? If you, if you say this challenge, this legal system where I have to earn it, throw it into the sea, let it die. And if you believe in your heart, but believe that what you say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you. So here's the conclusion of all of this. If you get that, he says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ahitio in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. If you go look at that tense, believe that you have received it. So we're not praying for it. We're not praying for it. It's going, I already have it. Then I have it. Does that help you guys? So if you know you are having an unlimited supply of health, you have an unlimited supply. It's already yours. You're a joint heir. Oh, I have it. Thank you, Father. I've, I've gotten a little bent out of shape looking at the natural right now, but I'm going to go within and and withdraw it from my spiritual treasury where moth or rust don't destroy and i have perfect health and you start you're seeing yourself already there so i'm not praying like this i'm not praying lord i've got these symptoms i come against this no it says resist not evil you're messing around now see yourself as all, how you want it to be and it'll come to pass the evil will go away the workspace stuff will just go away it's not a it's not a stronger power defeating a lesser power it's not you trying to battle something it's really one spirit. You're taking that spirit as a potter, using your imagination to form the life you desire. Amen? I'm going to just show you one other t- one other here. It's 1 John 5, just the tenses. So this is my favorite one, actually, where it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, most of it's backwards where they go, well, if it's not his will, he didn't hear us. That's not what it says. According to his will, we're literally face-to-face in perfect union entwined where his mind is my mind. So if I can hear it, he hears it. Does that help you guys? So it says, according to his will, he hears us. Then verse 1 John five fifteen says this. And if we know that he hears us, so it just contradicts that other thought that, well, it's, he only hears us if it's his will. He's going, now the confidence is gone. He goes, here's the confidence. If you know he hears it, you have whatever you ask. And it's it's the root word of hitio again, but it's, he's, they do it in different forms of that noun and verb. Whatever you ask, you know you have the request that you have asked of him. And that have is present tense. So when you pray, no matter what it is, 
know you already have it. Now that I'm praying for it, not, oh no, I prayed and I got worse. No, 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 it's an impossibility. You have it. When I pray, know that you already have it, then you have it. Does that help you guys? Does that work? All right, let me see what I wrote. Any closing comments here? I'll share some testimonies next week. I, I don't want to keep you guys too long. So what did I just write? So let me stop this here. So um, let's see. Yeah, so I just wrote, don't say I prayed and it didn't work. Or you look at the physical, it looks like it's getting worse. You know what? Your limited, your unlimited account, you can withdraw at any time and it has to work. It's an impossibility for it not to work. You just got your eyes on something else. So don't say I prayed and it didn't work. Know that when you pray, you already have it. Stop looking at the external, live from the inside out and experience it in your mind's eye. Because whatever you hold in your imagination is faith. That's all it is. I see what's going on. You know what? I choose not to participate in that. I choose to only eat from the tree of life. So you can take your beautiful mind, this the mind of Christ, the divinity within, the mystery that's been hidden for ages is the anointed ones in you, and just start to picture the exact life you want. Leave the how-to to God, just like the, the miracle power in the seed. We don't know how, but it is pretty cool, isn't it? Any seed we plant, it will harvest and it will be magnified and multiplied. So the miracle working power of your heart overcomes every perceived obstacle in the natural. You can trust in an infinite love of the Father that he's already prepared everything you're ever going to need at any time. He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Just hold that truth in your mind, and I promise you it will come to pass. Amen? Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you on the trail.